Green is brought to you by Galinda Moser of Remax Living. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Being Green. I'm Glynis Crook. It's a story that should be making a lot more noise than it is. Canadian company Recon Africa's exploration for oil and gas in one of Africa's most environmentally sensitive regions. It's licensed an area of over 35,000 square kilometers near the Okavango River in Namibia and Botswana, encompassing or bordering both national parks and several wildlife conservancies. Recon Africa started drilling on the first of three wells in January, saying it believes the Kavango Basin is capable of generating billions of barrels of oil. The first site is just 257 kilometers upstream from the protected wetland of the Okavango Delta, a vast ecosystem created as the Okavango River flows into the Kalahari Desert. UNESCO declared the area a World Heritage Site in 2014 because of its outstanding ecological importance. In December, the organization said in a statement that it was following the oil and gas exploration projects with what it described as attention and concern. The Okavanga Delta is home to 155 species of mammals alone, including the elephant, lion, cheetah and the endangered African wild dog, as well as several other endangered and critically endangered species of flora and fauna, and is also a crucial source of water in the semi-arid area. The decision to allow the Canadians to search for oil and gas has drawn the ire of both conservationists and indigenous leaders who want the fragile area to remain untouched. They believe the project could use up scarce water supplies and cause widespread ecological disruption downstream in the world-renowned delta. Well, I'm joined on the line now by Jan Market, a geologist and researcher at the Green Connection, who's been keeping a very close eye on the project. Jan, it's a complicated story, so let's start at the beginning. What exactly is this Canadian company doing at the moment? Glynis, thank you so much for inviting me. Recon Africa is a young upstart Canadian company that was registered in Canada in 2015, and they managed to acquire a license for exploration in the petroleum exploration area in northeastern uh, Namibia in the, uh, in the Kavanga area. They've also acquired the license on the other side of the border in the uh, Botswana side of the Kavango Basin, extending right up to within 20 kilometers of the Okavango Delta. So initially they are now beginning exploration, which began last year, but uh, the potential is that this project will expend, extend a lot further. So at the moment they're putting down test wells. If these prove fruitful, then they would hope to embark, I imagine, on full-scale oil and gas production. Absolutely, and this is precisely the point that we are extremely concerned about. We've been very focused on the Namibian story because that's progressed a lot further. But the EIA only focuses on the, the current work. In other words, the three wells. In fact, it's actually only two wells. The EIA actually only addresses two wells. And the agreement with the Namibian government is actually only for two wells. Yet in their own literature, they talk of three wells. So we're busy challenging that. But be that as it may, the intention is then if they do find oil or indications of oil and gas, they then have an agreement 
agreement with the Namibian government to then extend it into a production phase for a period of 25 years. And a production phase in that part of the world would be absolutely, completely devastating to the social fabric and the environmental issues in that part of the world. Jan, can I just come back to that? So you say they currently have permission to go ahead in Botswana with full oil production should they find sufficient. But is this the case for Botswana? Uh, no, at this stage, Glynis, they have the license, they've acquired the license for exploration, but they don't have any work being done. They, the EIA is still underway in Botswana. There's been a lot of criticism of uh, Recon Africa's 2019 environmental impact assessment, which you mentioned. It's been suggested that it glossed over potential ecological problems as a result just of the exploration. What is your take on this? Exploration in Namibia, right from the outset, has been subject to a lot of question marks. First of all, the entire EIA was conducted without any public involvement. And subsequently, when the public became aware of it, only once the environmental certificate was issued did the public become aware of it. Not only that, the environmental assessment practitioner has been shown to be absolutely biased in the sense that he has done considerable work in the past and currently for the oil and petroleum industry in Namibia. So we have a number of issues, but primarily the biggest issue that we are concerned about and that we're challenging is the public participation process, which has not been conducted as it should have been done. And you say the environmental impact assessment is still underway in Botswana. Yes, in fact, they're being so surreptitious about it in Botswana that we don't even know at this stage who the assessment practitioners are and at what stage of the project they are. So we don't actually know that anybody has been appointed at this stage. We suspect that there has been an appointment made uh, and uh, they're probably at the very, very early stages, the scoping stage, maybe, you know, prior to that. But we don't know how far they've got right. in Botswana. We actually know very, very little. little. Jan, very quickly, so that we can move on to the environmental impact. There's been talk that this extraction might involve fracking, something Recon Africa has denied. What do we know about this and why is fracking so dangerous for the Delta region? Well, first of all, all of the investors, brochures and everything that Recon Africa announced up until uh, September last year included fracking. In fact, one of the directors is the father of fracking in in North America. And only once uh, there became an outcry about this fracking did uh, Recon Africa change their tune. I firmly believe as a geologist that fracking is absolutely inevitable. I cannot, um, and and this is not just my opinion, I've uh, shared this uh, in discussion with many other geologists, and we are all of the same opinion that fracking will have to occur. And if that does happen, it is potentially a major disaster. And I may emphasize the word major. In what way? Um, First of all, it's the uh, use of water. Now, Namibia is a very drought-stricken, is a very uh, water-restricted country, um, with the exception of the Kavanga area. But be that as a matter, the primary source of water is groundwater. And we know from the American scenario, and then there is so much peer-reviewed uh, research literature that is coming out of America indicating the, the extent of not only just the volumes of water that are used, but the extent of the pollution um, and contamination as a result of fracking. So that is the first um, issue that is of 
major concern. Then obviously the fracking is a very extensive activity. It occurs over a vast area. So it is, to all intents and purposes, it's an industrialization process of the countryside. So all of these fracking platforms are then linked with compressor stations, pipelines, roads, with trucks and heavy equipment moving up and down on a 24-hour basis, flaring, etc. So that will have a direct impact, obviously, on the fragmentation of your of your environment. So at the moment we have one of the last free-ranging herds of elephants in Africa that do move through that area, that is going to be impacted immediately. There are wild dogs, there are cheetah, but those are the megafauna. We look at the impact on medicinal plants and social impact on indigenous communities. There is a very vibrant community of sound people in that area who have not been consulted in any way whatsoever. They will be directly impacted by these activities. And, and Jan, of course, ecotourism is a very, very important aspect of the economy in that part of the world, both Botswana and Namibia. Should the animals be driven away because of this oil production, never mind the impact, terrible impact on the humans, this is going to have an impact on the economy in the area? Oh, very much so. You know, the um, Namibia prides themselves, and right, justifiably so, um, they have this very vibrant system of setting up community conservation areas. And a number of these community conservation areas fall directly within the exploration, current exploration area. And then some of the bigger, more um, active and, dare I say, more profitable community conservation areas fall directly to the south. And my question always is, you know, who is going to come and enjoy the tranquility of watching an elephant at a waterhole when just down the road you've got trucks thundering past and oil and gas drilling exercises going on within a kilometre or so where it can be heard and smelt and seen. You know, it will absolutely destroy the current and very vibrant ecotourism industry in that part of the world. Jan, we've run out of time, but one very last question with a very short answer, please. Is it possible still to do something to stop this? Absolutely, Glynis. I have no doubt we're at the early days and it can absolutely be stopped. And how would we do that? Well, first of all, it's public awareness, political involvement and financial pressure. Here's hoping. Thanks to Jan Arkert, a geologist and researcher at The Green Connection. And that's it for this week from me, Glynis Crook. Take care and goodbye. Being Green was brought to you by Galinda Moser of Remax Living. If we condense the history of Earth into 24 hours... Then we've been around for a few seconds. A short time to create havoc, yet long enough to know that we have the power to make a difference to our planet. It starts at home, from the moment we wake up and turn on our energy-saving light bulbs. Switch on to a sustainable world with Galinda Moser from Remax Living, our passionate and proud sponsor of Being Green on Fine Music Radio. FMR.